Welcome to Musings with Rob. Did you know that no one within the past 2,000 years knows exactly what Jesus looked like? No one knows. Now, you may say to me, but what about those popular depictions uh, by Michelangelo or Da Vinci? Well, the truth is, those depictions are incorrect because the Christ was not European. He was a Jewish person. So why have we not seen correct depictions which show a Christ who is Jewish? Now that's a question that even the Archbishop of Canterbury asked. And he had a problem with that. I understand that there are some prominent scholars out there who feel the same way. They are concerned about the fact that the portrayals that we have seen are not accurate. Now, you may say, what's the big deal? You may say, it does not matter. Well, it does matter because the European portrayals, they dishonor the Jewish culture. They basically dishonor. They don't give any credit back to that culture. No, they don't. And it also shapes our perspective in so many different ways. When it comes to depictions of God, there is the problematic scripture of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 15 through 17. And it reads... Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for you saw no manner of form on the day that the Lord spoke unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest ye deal corruptly and make you a graven image, even the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is in the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the heaven. According to Moses, Israel was forbidden from making any likeness of God or to adore it, venerate it, look up to it, or worship it. If we interpret the words of Moses for what they really are, then every statue or wooden carving of Christ and his cross Every crucifix, everything that exists like that, that's out there, it all contradicts the teaching of Moses. And there is no shortage, as you know, of movies that depict people looking up to the crucifix, looking up to the cross. In fact, I saw one within recent times where a person, now this person was not a Catholic, this person was outside of a church looking up at a cross on top of the church and they were praying to the cross. No, it's not fiction. People actually do these things. They venerate the cross. They venerate uh, the, the wooden carvings of the Christ on the cross and so forth. Again, Moses condemned all such creations. Now that's one matter. Let's look over at the other issue. In colonial Latin America, the 
images of the white Jesus was used to reinforce a caste system of white supremacy. According to that system, the white Europeans were superior and the darker-skinned people were regarded as inferior. This is what those portrayals of the Christ did. That's what they used it to do. In addition, the scholars Edward J. Blum and Paul Harvey argued that in the centuries after the European colonization of the Americas, the image of a white Christ associated him with the logic of the empire, and it was used to justify the oppression of Native Americans and of the African Americans. Did you catch that part? They used the white portrayals of Christ, the European portrayals of Christ, to oppress the Native Americans and to oppress the Africans. Oh yes, they certainly did. But the most famous image of Jesus Christ that exists today is credited to a man by the name of Warner Solomon, uh, who created a light-eyed, light-haired, what he called the head of Christ. Uh, he did this in 1940. Warner Solomon, as we understand it, was a former commercial artist who created art for advertising campaigns. And he had somehow successfully marketed this superior picture worldwide. Apparently what he had done was he secured partnerships with two Christian publishing companies. One was Catholic and the other, of course, was Protestant. And consequently, the head of Christ that he created, this portrait of this superior Christ, came to be included on everything from prayer cards, stained glass, oil paintings, calendars, hymnals, and night lights. According to scholars, Solomon's painting culminates a long tradition of white Europeans creating and disseminating pictures of a Christ made in their own image. So what did Jesus really look like? Again, no one really knows. We do know he was Jewish. But the historians tell us that he was certainly not this tall, handsome guy as we see in the portrayals and the pictures. King Saul in the Old Testament was described as a tall person. Uh, there was no description in the New Testament of Christ, not in any of the synoptic gospels, none whatsoever. Uh, one of the things we do know is uh, one Jewish historian said he was someone who looked just like a peasant. He looked just like a peasant. Now, if you look at the scripture in Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 39, we do see Christ uh, condemning the long flowing garments. Uh, he said, beware of the scribes who desire to walk in long robes and to have salutations in the marketplace and have the most important seats in the synagogues and in the places of honor at banquets. So this tells us that his garment was not the long flowing garment that we see depicted in these movies. In fact, it's believed that his garment came down to his knees. Of course, he wore uh, the traditional sandals. But again, he was a very humble uh, looking person. I mean, he looked like a peasant. He blended in with the fishermen and looked like he was right at home 
with them. He did not stand out. Now, uh, when you look at the betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane, even the people who paid Judas the money, they didn't know what he looked like. They had to pay Judas the money to go into that garden and betray him with a kiss so they could know who he was. And that just shows you how humble he really appeared. But let's go back to the issue with Moses. Uh, Moses condemned any, any form of images or portrayals of God. Yes, he did. He certainly did. Now, I've seen a lot on different websites where uh, the religious people were saying that, well, you know, some of these images and depictions and pictures, you know, they help bring people to Christ. And, you know, what do we teach the kids if we don't have things like that around? Well, I can't get into things like that. I, I really can't go there. All I am saying is it's important that we understand the perspective of what these white depictions were used for, from, uh, you know, maintaining white supremacy to the oppression of the Native Americans and the Africans. That's what I'm saying. And then, again, of course, on the other side, we've got Moses saying that you should not create any depiction of God whatsoever. That's basically what he said in Deuteronomy 4. At the end of the day, my perspective is not based on any of these pictures because it is basically impossible to conceptualize God. I think the scripture that I really like the most, which, which gives me perspective of God, comes from Exodus chapter 4, verse 14. It's a very famous scripture. And God said to Moses, I am that I am. The original Hebrew said, Eye, Asher, Eye meaning I am that I am, or I am who I am, or I will be what I will be. To me, that sums up the perspective that does it all for me. And I don't need a picture to help me or uh, crucifixes or uh, any of these depictions. They, they are, they're meaningless at the end of the day. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Musings with Rob. Please join us again next time. Mm-hmm.